Welcome to Coffee on Purpose. Caffeinated conversations with inspiring difference makers to help you fly higher in the difference only you can make. Today, we're gonna to talk with Isaac about passion. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Onward, head coach of Akimbo Workshops and chief difference maker at Creative On Purpose. If you're ready to make a living by making a difference, grab some insight and inspiration at creativeonpurpose.com. Let's meet today's guest, Isaac Tucker. Welcome to the broadcast. Tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where can people go to connect with and learn more about you and the difference you're making. Awesome, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, uh, my name is Isaac Tucker. I live in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, I work for Catapult Engineering. I've been with uh, Catapult Engineering here for 10 years now, actually uh, in two days. I started on my birthday 10 years ago. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, you could visit uh, catapultengineering.com to check out pretty much all of our all of our work. Um, you could follow me on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn. Follow me there. I post random stuff, um, and uh, I also have yeah a lot of side hustles and a lot of uh, other things that we can talk about here. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really into solving problems. That's kind of that's kind of the big thing. So you throw a problem at us, we'll try and solve it for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, that's actually at the heart of the definition that we use for creativity, uh, creative on purpose, is creativity is the human uh, ability to work together to solve interesting problems and make meaningful change happen. So I love that that's what you're about. And so Catapult Engineering um, has been a huge success. And my understanding is, so just to provide the viewers with a little context, uh, Dillsburg, Pennsylvania is probably not one of those burgs that you are really familiar with. I am yes. because I have been attending the Dillsburg Farmer's Fair every year forever since I was a kid mm -hmm. um, because my aunt and uncle live in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. And so we go there for the Farmer's Fair, uh, occasionally for the dill pickle drop on New Year's Eve. Yep. Um, I run into my uh, namesake, Scott Perry, every year at the, at the parade, and we shake hands and try to decide who's on top of the Google search. So I went up to Dillsburg and love what you have done there, which is you've created this maker space yes. right in the heart of downtown. And when I first saw this three or I don't know how many years ago it was, three or four years ago, yeah. I was blown away by what you had built. So tell us a little bit about the maker space. Yeah. Um so real quick, uh, Catapult Engineering, we are software engineers that um, have built software to solve problems in the utility space. So um, anybody that wants to attach a fiber optic cable to a pole, we've written software to help people do that whole process. It's a, it's a whole thing, um, <clears throat> has a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of complexity. Um, has, has a lot of math and, and um, safety issues as well. So it kind of combines a lot of real uh, real world problems with a lot of um, uh, engineering issues. So um, out of that, uh, as we were growing our company, as we're growing our software platform, we sort of had our own problem uh, living in Dillsburg where we wanted to attract talent and we wanted to retain the talent that did exist here and said, hey, you don't have to go off to MIT. You don't have to go off to uh, Silicon Valley. You can stay right here live somewhat of a, a normal, slower-paced life and still get to work for a tech company that has fun. And um, we were kind of kicking around different ideas as to how to do that. And we were like, ugh, career fairs are a drag, you know, spending money trying to look cool and, and stuff at colleges was just like not really our thing. And so 
you know, we kind of looked at the Venn diagram of, of what our people were interested in, some of the things that we wanted to do for years, but just didn't really, we just didn't, couldn't pull the trigger on them. You know, in our old office, we sort of had this, this back room full of junk that we would, you know, we called it our lab and, and occasionally we'd go back there and fix something. And one of our guys had a 3d printer and we had some other gadgets and stuff back there. And occasionally we'd go back there, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't being utilized, <clears throat> but we thought about that. We said, Hey, what, you know, what, what are people interested in uh, that are a high performance caliber that we'd want to get into our company um, and makerspace is really, we're one of those things that we're like, we just want our own makerspace for ourselves, but it'd be also one of those things that could attract people and, and, and kind of give, um, give our folks an edge. And we didn't really know exactly what we were doing, but simultaneously, a friend of ours said, you know, they're on the library board. They said, Hey, we're about to sell our library building. Um, and I think you guys would be a perfect candidate to buy it. And we're like, uh, that'd be an incredible makerspace if we could get our, our hands on it. So we went through that process, bought it, and went, oh, man, we just have 7,000 square feet that now we need to figure out how to fill. <laughs> and uh, it actually started out really naturally, though. We um, uh, we got some 3D printers, and uh, we found this this guy in Ohio that, that puts together laser cutters. Those are kind of that's kind of the foundational stuff you need for a makerspace, right? And um, so we got that stuff, and then we're like, "All right, now we need to figure out how to get people in here and figure out what the heck we're doing with this thing." So we started actually um, a Wednesday night board game night, and that was incredibly successful. We had um, on some of our our more popular nights. This is all pre-COVID, of course. We had about a hundred people in here we had to buy more tables and more chairs and just we filled out the entire space um with people playing board games um board games has always been a passion of ours at our company it was something we would do at lunchtime we played dominion or um or other games that were very strategy based um because it was kind of at the heart of our our company we're very opportunist very strategy based folks here because that's kind of that's kind of the industry you have um you know um, it's a crazy industry of ups and downs across the entire country of, of people building out these fiber networks. And if you're not agile and flexible, um, you're going to miss out on, on good projects and get stuck with the bad projects. And, and so that's kind of how we have, have to be. So when we, when we started building this community, um, really what it came down to was, was a lot of education. So, you know, we were looking at the space and going, oh, my goodness, like, how do we get people to actually use the space? How do we get people to actually print stuff and, and cut things with, with our machines? And, um, you know, going from novelty of being able to print Pokemon pieces and um, some kind of, you know, it, it's all good and, and fun. But getting people from novelty to usefulness and, and more utility, um, that was sort of the, the hardest um, thing to do. But, you know, I would go into the schools <clears throat> and um, a lot of times there would be, a, you know, a dusty 3D printer in the library that nobody knew how to use. And um, so I would kind of go in and show them how to do stuff. And, and uh, you know, once the light bulb went off and one kid, when he realized that they could print um, a phone case or they could they could print um, a missing piece to their board game or they could they could print um, glasses or they could 
they could fix something that was broken. Oh, I could I could just print the side of my glass. I could just print a new arm and screw that onto my glasses and I don't have to go get a new pair of frames that I like. You know, as soon as that light bulb went off that they could actually fix things or um, build something out of nothing that just didn't exist before, um, that was really the moment that you're like, ah, got them, you know. Um, and so that's how we started. And, um, you know, we really um, grew quite quickly once we started. Um, I can talk a little bit about Makebox. It's a monthly subscription um, project that we started here where we built these little STEM kits uh, for 20 bucks a month. Um, we we're sending them out every month. They were just a little project that actually had real components. You know, it wasn't just popsicle sticks and rubber bands and making catapults and stuff, although that's really cool. Um, we wanted to actually get into the engineering side of things and do much more uh, complex, you know, I mean, not super complex, but, you know, you get, you get breadboards and um, create little circuits and, um, and that has transformed into quarterly projects now um, that are actually much more complex and have a Internet of Things component to them now. We, we've kind of graduated. Um, we used to target kids um, anywhere between age 7 to 11, as that was kind of the age that we started to see kids falling off um, and also getting interested in STEM at the same time. <clears throat> so we were trying to get that. And now we've we sort of shifted a little bit more towards the 11 to, to 14 because um, that pipeline's a little too long if we're trying to <laughs> engage, uh, you know, third graders. Um, so now we've, we've kind of tightened that down um, and are engaging the community at a little bit uh, higher, more advanced age. Um, that requires a little bit more background, but it's been really great. Um, one of our, what one I'm of our, is, yeah, go ahead. What I'm hearing is that, you know, this thing started as a passion project. And, oh, yeah. and one of the things that helped you refine the vision was to, you know, you, if you could have just gone the route of novelty and people could construct their Pokemon pieces, but you've got people going more into the projects and making things that actually um you know that that have more significance than that are a, a step beyond novelty and yeah. open up possibility for even um even bigger and better things that they can work on and so the you know we're we're here to unpack this word passion and i have heard it i've heard it over and over and over again in conversations with my aunt and uncle about what you all are mm -hmm. doing but in just yeah. what you're talking about what is how, how do you define passion and and how has it become such an integral part of the way that you approach you know the, the thing that you're building there at the maker studio yeah i could go with this a couple of different ways but i think one of the one of the um the ways we've sort of institutionalized passion into catapult is what we call and time um and wh when i started working here we always said we were an and company um, which basically meant we hired you for a purpose. This is your job, but you also bring something else. Here's your job and you do this, right? So when I started, I, you know, I, I made, um, I did enough to, to, to cover my, my salary and everything. But what I brought to the company was this experimental side and you know, Oh, we haven't tried uh, marketing and and doing a lot of this rebranding stuff. We don't know what that's about. 
but if you want to give it a shot, go for it, Isaac. And so that, that was sort of my 20% that I brought that was all experimental and untouched. And so that was my and project before we started calling them and projects. Um, but that has developed over the years um, to be more of an institution at the company where if you want to do an and project, you know, you get, uh, we have this like rolling weekly budget thing and you keep track of it and then you can uh, spend as much time on the project as you want outside of work. And then, um, you know, if you've done your, if you've done your job for the week, then go to the makerspace, work on your and project or wherever your and project is. Um, for me, it's, it's kind of floated around. I've done many different and projects um i have there's this massive garage that we built on the back of our makerspace here that's kind of the wood shop and um i've constructed a tiny house um five micro offices a mobile bathroom <laughs> uh a half constructed um uh, hydroponics a mobile hydroponics trailer we really got into trailers. We, you know, mobile is the uh, is is the thing. So you have, a, you have a theme to your work for sure. I love it. Yeah. And hearing about the tiny house is what really piqued my interest. Um, you know, I I've, I've been to the space and love that, but just this past summer when I was in Dillsburg, and you know, my my aunt and uncle's house is across the street from right. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were, and I noted the change, and they were like, "Oh yeah, those catapult guys." Uh, uh, bought it so that they could build tiny houses in there. I was like, <laughs> what? So here's the thing that I'm really curious about because I, I love that the company is invested in supporting and encouraging the pursuit of people's passion and, and to bring the, their whole, their integrated whole selves to work. I think that's yeah. phenomenal and rare, at least in my institutional working experience, which I have not had much of in the last 30 years, but I'm curious as to your, your reflections on, well, just to share a little context when I was coming up. Um, and I still think that this is a, a little bit true. You know, we tell our young people, Oh, passion is this destination. It's out there. You gotta go find it. Or right. we tell them passion is inside you excavate your passion and then put it to yeah. work for, and that all sounds well and good and for some people they can quickly identify uh, their passion i have read studies by very reputable um organizations that say that as much as 80 percent of people when polled <laughs> not identify their purpose and passion which to me i think is horrifying because you just invited a whole bunch of people into shame Mm, yeah thing because right. the, the the myth is it's there or there and if you can't find it there must be something wrong with you and so right. I'm curious about this process of yours it feels like you're cultivating passion from the inside out like you're giving people opportunity sure. to be passionate and therefore passion comes yeah yeah um the uh the interesting thing about about that it, we years ago um my bosses in our in one of our annual reviews they asked me and they were asking a, a few of us i'm sure um what kind of worker are you are you somebody that goes to work and when they get home they want to cash their paycheck and pursue their dreams outside of work or are you somebody that wants to pursue your dreams inside of work and, and kind of build your career 
um, you know, with your nine to five to, to achieve your dreams. And when they asked me that question, I, I'm sure I was deer in the headlights. I was like, I have no idea how to answer that question. It took me about a year and I went, oh, well, I didn't realize that catapult would allow me to do the things that I like to do. I didn't realize that, um, that we were, were a company that, that wanted to push people um, in, in those directions. So it was very obvious to me after that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm all in. I mean, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, so for me personally, I've gotten to do, I've gotten to travel the country, um, being an ambassador as, as, uh, uh, to catapult and, and all the software we built, I've been able to, um, uh, build a brand and, um, you know, been the face of the company for now almost a decade. And, and, um, now, you know, with, with the tiny house and all of the, the, uh, and project stuff, the past four years, um, getting to, you know, invest in this makerspace, um, educate kids, um, help them and, and sort of impact our community through the makerspace and the school. Um, but also, um, you know, the, the tiny house was a part of a, a, an initiative where we want to help with affordable housing. So, um, with that, <clears throat> with that idea, it was, you know, Let's try tiny houses. Let's see what that looks like. What does it look like to build modular homes? What does it look like to get into construction, um, land improvement? So we're dabbling in those things. It might not be the right thing, um, but we're going to try. You know, we're, we're, I think we have, again, we're opportunists. We have to look at all of the different things that are impacting our community. Affordable housing is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're already involved on the ground floor of, of fiber broadband and, and helping our rural broadband communities out. Um, so we're, 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 yeah, we're, we're trying to solve some of those problems that hit our community. Um, and being a, a, a little bit of a, a tech desert uh, here in Dillsburg, we're also trying to solve that with, with the makerspace and, and um, bringing a lot of that here. So, yeah, for us, it's been, um, I think that, and I think that in some ways does describe passion. It, it's doing stuff that even if it doesn't make sense um, to be profitable right away or or to find, you know, ideally, you know, we're not idiots about things and we go into it going, okay, let's see if we can make a sustainable business out of this and solve the problem. Um, we're not going to go out and raise $10 million to, to do something um, we're going to try and, and do it all of ourselves and, and, um, do, do smart steps, you know, baby steps that are, that are smart and, and, um, measured, um, but are otherwise risky to any other business. I mean, it, it wouldn't make sense to many businesses to just go out and start a makerspace. So, but for us, um, we're able to do some of that fuzzy math and make sense of it. Well, I love that approach. It's, it's at the heart of, the way we approach things at Creative on Purpose and, and the Akimbo workshops where I also um, work. And this idea of boot, like there's the entrepreneurial model of raise a bunch of money to build the thing that you want to build. And then there's the bootstrap model, which is find a, a need, a problem that, that needs to be solved and figure out a way to build it from the ground up through mm-hmm. a series of small tests and projects and and trials um, and learn by doing and um, you know go in with the attitude that this might not work um, yeah <laughs> and that's to me one of the things I'm hearing is that that the company is 
is cultivating is something else that is really missing broadly in the culture, which is, you know, we we are a culture that rewards those that are overconfident um, about things that they probably should have absolutely no confidence in. <laughs> right. um, you know, the, that things that cannot empirically be scientifically proven to be quote unquote true. So we kind of, you know, we were, I mean, we actually end up kind of rewarding hubris as opposed to rewarding things like the curiosity to consider other points of view and the courage to do things that seem impossible, you know, and sure. that's, that's a posture and mindset thing that it seems like you're, you're cultivating um, over there in Dillsburg as well. Yeah. Um, one thing that has been really uh, a guiding light, I guess, for us is, has been to, um, well, somebody years ago, when we talked about what books we were reading and, and who we followed, um, he said, uh, he asked me, you know, who, who are you reading right now? And I said, oh, uh, I don't even, can't even remember who I was reading. But he said, oh, that's great. But have you read this guy? Th this is the person that they read before they wrote their book. Hmm. Um, so you should go, you should actually go read the source material. And for us, that that has been true here as well. We um, we've always been a big Patrick Lencioni fan, uh, Seth Godin. I mean, I've uh, I've been a Seth Godin fan for years since I was in college, um, and um, that's led me to guys like uh, Jim Collins and and others who are are uh, taking a lot of that same research that was done in the. 80s, 90s, and, and early aughts and stuff, and are applying that to work and uh, culture here in, in the workplace. And um, recently, we kind of, uh, Patrick Lynch, I don't know if you are familiar with Patrick Lynchoni's work, but uh, the thing that we've been following lately is there there's uh, six types of working genius, um, and we're directly applying that to our 2022 blueprint, um, where you... Uh, you have a process of, of working through uh, ideas through their widget, uh, wonder, um, invention, discernment, galvanizing, enablement, and tenacity. And uh, I've realized, you know, through taking that, that test that I'm not a tenacious person. I have a lot of galvanizing in me. Um, so we're, we're taking our wonder people and we're having meetings. We're taking our invention people. We're having meetings. We're having our discernment people and having meetings and, and building this plan um, and that allows us to do this really, really tight um, uh, brainstorming that gets real ideas that are actually good ideas and potentially great ideas um, to actually go through the system. Um, and it gave us language that we just didn't quite have before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've done a number of personality tests and, and all that stuff, but actually giving kind of creating that system that's both a personality thing and sort of a methodology of how to uh, think through, okay, where are we in the market? What resources do we have? What do we actually want to accomplish? And we kind of go through with our actual people and the teams that fit those um, personalities. And and then that gives everyone skin in the game. I mean, that's it's a, it's a great opportunity for growth. And um, we think it's a really smart idea as to 
how to actually build our, our future. So for us, you know, passion, I think is sort of a touchy feely word sometimes, but the reality is, um, there's a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of <laughs> practical things that kind of, you can sum up and go, Oh, that's passion. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, it, it doesn't, ha you know, it doesn't have to be this, um, this, uh, you know, moving, uh, hard to conceptualize word. It, it's more like, oh, passion could actually look like, you know, we ask our guys in an interview, uh, what was the last time you got so involved in your work that you forgot to eat or drink or sleep? You know, um, that tends to be an indicator of what is, what they're passionate about. Um, so it's, it's the things that we get lost in. It's the things that we just, a lot of times reasoning doesn't, apply. Uh, so, but for us, we also want to, as a business and to be sustainable, you have to make good decisions and you can't, you can't throw reason out the door, but you do want to kind of push reason aside sometimes and say, but what do we really want to accomplish here? How do we actually get a curve jump here? How do we, um, how do we play money ball? How do we, um, look different and play by different rules, but not break the rules? You know, how, how do we approach this problem differently than, than the past, you know, yes, they've been trying to you know, solve this problem for 10 years or 20 years and they haven't fixed it, but how can we fix it? How can we look at it differently? Let's obviously not do the same thing. Let's look at it differently. So that's kind of our thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It, it reminds you, you brought up, um, you know, personality tests. We use the values and action character strengths indicator, um, mm -hmm. in our work. And, you know, we work with people that love the, that, Enneagram and um, Briggs Myers yep. and all that stuff. They're all great. They're, <laughs> and also be horoscopes. You, you can reverse <laughs> there to make, you know, it's it's kind of like I, I want to be this kind of way. And so I'll answer the questions to get right. the results. Yep. So, the other thing that um, is at the heart of what you do, and we'll have to, we're coming close to the end of our time. Um, but I just wanted to highlight this is what I love about what I'm hearing about the way you all approach this is the collaborative nature of it. And I think creativity, curiosity, con consideration, collaboration, connection, communication, these are all things that are so very, very important because working with others, you know, if you can, you, you just as, as something as simple as taking a personality test, like if you take yeah. it by yourself, you'll get one result. But if a trusted friend or advisor gives you the questions, right. uh, you'll probably get a very different result. And other people help you see what you can't see. And once you can't, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And right. what we learn so often, I think, is that we are often complicit in putting obstacles in our own way. Um, yeah. That collaboration expedites um, the creativity process, which probably amplifies the, the amount of passion um, that comes that comes as well. I have so thoroughly loved this conversation, Isaac. I'm wondering if, you know, if there was just one final tip or mm. quote or something, like if somebody is listening and says, you know what, this idea of passion is something I should really seek to better understand and bake into the way I approach my creative enterprise, what would be the next step that you would encourage them to take? Yeah. Um, oh my Dillsburg. goodness. Yeah. Right. Move to Dillsburg, please. Um, there's not a lot of houses on the market right now, but I will help you find one. You'll build um, a tiny house. That'd that's right. I'll, I'll put a tiny house on, in my backyard. Um, you know, I think passion has, uh, 
there's an element of opportunity that has to be involved. Um, a lot of us don't see the opportunity in front of us. And so I think for people that are in, um, in the right spots and are able to show people the opportunity that, that does exist in front of them, that's a lot of it. You know, especially growing up here in central Pennsylvania, our culture is very DIY, bootstrap, you know, um, pretty hardy group of folks that, um, you know, they don't really believe. <laughs> There's sort of this undertones of, um, you know, we don't deserve nice things or, or, or you know, let's, uh, we're very, you know, we're not flashy, right? And, um, but I think all you, all you have to do is, is sort of look at the, uh, the bigger picture and you go, oh, but we have plenty of opportunity here. We, we, we have the resources, we have the, we have all the tools, we have everything in place. We just need to execute and, um, connect the dots. And I mean, that's, that's all I do. I'm literally a connector. Um, and it's just, oh, I talked with you and I talked with you, uh, you guys should get together. And then all of a sudden there's this. Um, you know, for lack of a better word, there's that synergy that um, brings them together and creates that awesome thing. So it's, I think, showing people opportunity and um, giving them space uh, to fail and to, to, you know, mess things up. That's, that's a lot of it. So that's fantastic. I love everything you've shared, but I just want to amplify, you know, you can spend your whole life collecting dots. But if you don't ever learn to connect the dots, that absolutely will not have any utility whatsoever. So be a be both. <laughs> That's right, both and both yeah. and exactly. I love it. Thank you so much, Isaac, and thanks everyone for tuning in, Isaac. And I really appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention. We hope that today's broadcast motivates you to lean into an endeavor that matters with a little bit more curiosity and courage. And learn more about Isaac and the rest of the crew at Catapult Engineering at catapultengineering.com. That's catapult with a K. And of course, it's always great to see you at creativeonpurpose.com. Now, take the insight and inspiration from this conversation and fly higher in the difference only you can make. Isaac Tucker, thank you so much for your time and sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks for having me.